Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Anna Ortley, and this is Anna Ortley's weekly weather for the week of July 21st, 2019. We are in eclipse season. The eclipses are leaving. The eclipses are leaving. We got another week until uh, the 31st of July. <coughs> Excuse me, another week and a half till the 31st of July. And we're working with that departing energy. Um, uh, I am broadcasting today, not from the bright, bright best desk, but from a lovely home here in Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm in town to do a lecture this today. And on Monday night, on the Dracon- Monday night is on the draconic charts, uh, the dragon's tail and where it is in your life, which is really appropriate to talk about on the eclipses, because this is when the dragon eats up the sun and the moon. And remember, way back in ancient times, the angels and the demons were having a fight. And they decided they were in the in uh, the gods. The gods were asking for uh, to be immortal, to be helped. So that they said, "Okay, we'll work on this. We'll churn, we'll churn the seas, and we'll create the nectar of immortality." And they churned and they churned, and finally the nectar came out, and everybody scrambled for it. And um, he said, "No, no, 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 no! Everybody, sit down. We'll distribute it." So the angels sat in one section, the demons sat on the other. And the angels were drinking the nectar, and one of the demons worked out that they were not getting the nectar of immortality. So they went and sat with the angel. And the sun and the moon recognized that the demons were there, and they said, hey, hey, these are demons. But they did it just as the demon drank the immortality. So Lord Krishna cut the demon in half, but he'd already had the drink, the drink, the drink, the drink of immortality. So he was forced to roam the heavens, half of him the head of the dragon, half of him the tail of the dragon, Rahu Ketu. And uh, every year, twice a year actually, when he runs into the sun and moon meeting in their monthly dance, and he's near them, he eats them up. (laughs) And he goes, you guys got me cut in half. So that's why eclipses are big, because basically our lights, our sun and our moon, our ego and our emotional nature are being eaten up by a dragon or being eaten up by the dragon's tail, which you know what happens with the tail part of the dragon, right? You're getting pooped out. So that's why eclipses are a big deal. And people kind of go, wow, man, this is kind of really big. I'm like, yeah, it's the eclipses. Now this year, hanging out with the dragon's tail and the moon on the eclipse that we're having, uh, the moon, the sun and the moon that we just had last week on the full moon, uh, is Saturn and Pluto. Okay, so not only <laughs> is it the dragon's tail, but he's running into two of the rough guys in the zodiac, little moon and Capricorn. And it's also Mercury retrograde. He's hanging out with the sun, uh, and he's whispering in the sun's ear, hey, you remember what happened here? You remember what happened then? You remember what happened then? And, and the sun's going, I do. So all your ghosts can be coming up from your past. You can be having conversations. So this week my cousin was in town. And I had dinner with her Thursday night, uh, Jennifer in St. Louis, who mentioned to me that her daughter, Ellie, is a, is a budding astrologer. So I said, no, oh, does she listen to my podcast? She goes, I didn't know you had a podcast. So if Ellie's listening for the first time, shout out. And also a shout out to the folks down in Austin at the Deep Eddy. I found out there's a swimming hole in, in Austin where some of the swimmers down there listen to me. So a shout out to Deep Eddy, and I believe it is Bo. At the deep eddy, but at any rate, um, yeah. So uh, we're we're learning new things. So my cousin and I were sitting there. We were talking. We were talking about 
all the old relatives, you know, memory lane and earlier times gone by. It was very lovely because I normally see Jennifer in groups. You know, I don't really get to talk to her. You know, you're in a party, you know, in, or, you know, a group activity while I travel to St. Louis for, um, and uh, you don't normally get to sit and chat. So it was really lovely to catch up with her. And then to kind of do memory lane with the relatives, like which relative was that and who are they? And cause she's a bit younger than I am. So watch your relatives, watch your ghosts returning from your past, reminding you of things you hadn't thought of in a while. And just know that because the South Node and Saturn and Pluto are hanging out with the moon, uh, this is big emotional times and old. So many people are reporting old emotions, old. And so Jennifer was talking about her childhood, you know, back when I was younger in the old house I used to live in as a kid when they would come up from Missouri to visit uh, in the summer and spend a couple, spend a week, I guess, and stay with, they would stay with us. We had a big farmhouse when I was a kid growing up. And uh, yeah, so old memories, old times, things that you kind of hold in your head and say, yes, this is, this is it. And also old, old history. Also, Saturn and Pluto really are asking us, they're really grinding away and getting us conscious of some of our old hang-ups or our old processes. I was talking to somebody this week who was going through some drama with, emailing more actually, going some, through some drama with her boyfriend, and he was behaving, you know, like people behave on eclipses. Everybody behaves a little badly. And it was bringing up some of her old stuff. And, uh, and I was like, okay, so, like, you don't have to blast them. You don't have to, like, uh, you just kind of want to watch don't, don't, you know, I know you're getting triggered, but watch, pay attention. And that is the advice with eclipses. Now, I'm, you're probably not going to do it the next couple of days because the moon's in Aries and you're going to be in the mood for a fight. But towards the end of the week, there's a nice reapproaching and hanging out energy. And just know that these times are a little more emotionally wrought for people. Uh, they're having eclipses in their chart too, right? Their old stuff's getting brought up as well as your old stuff. So you want to kind of look at, you know, how people, um, how people are connecting with you, how you're connecting with people, where you're feeling like, you know, I just really can't do this anymore. Um, that's good. Now, somebody said to me, are eclipses always bad, Anne? And I said, no, no, they're not. They're, um, they're really clearing, you know, because the dragon, yeah, he's mad. He, eats the, he sees the sun and he eats them, and, or he sees, the, you know, the sun and moon opposite each other, and the head eats the sun and the tail eats the moon which is what happened this week. The head ate the sun, chomp, 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 and the tail ate the moon, chomp, 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 and uh, there you go, right? So you got kind of a double whammy. Last two weeks ago when it was the sun and moon dancing, the dragon snuck up on them and he ate them, but not, you know, it's it's emotional. It's big. You know, would you like to be eaten by a dragon? Mm-hmm. So then sun and moon, who normally are very stable and reliable and dependable in our life, suddenly go a little crazy because they're getting eaten by a dragon. Right? That's why the fight and flight for people is up. People are really feeling like, i got to do something. You do, you do, but it's been up for a while. This has been going on for a while. This is not a new situation. It might be new to you finding out the level of it, but it's not uh, actually new. Right? It's old. It's very, very old. And remember, structurally, you don't have to fix it this minute. It's a process. You got it until Christmas when the sun and the moon, or January, and Saturn and Pluto meet up, and we have the next eclipse, which is going to be on December 26th, the day after Christmas. So 
forward we go into the week. Um, and it is a juicy week, not nearly as hard as last week was, but um, definitely got some stuff coming that'll make everybody go, wow. And it is waning moon. Moon's getting narrower, going towards the new moon on the 31st of July. Um, so it's letting go energy. It's releasing and parting, and it's saying, okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm letting go of that. And we're moving forward. So that's the good news. The bad news is still emotional and still releasing, right? Not bad, but if you know it's going on, it's just always a little easier. And help it along. Throw stuff away. And it's not all bad. Sometimes good stuff happens on eclipses. People get news of things. They get news of how stuff's going to go down. It might change, though, because remember, Mercury is also retrograde. So if you get bad news on this, it'll shift. If you get good news on this, it'll shift. Uh, but it's a process, right? So we're working with a process here. Um, and it's karmic, meaning it adjusts your fate and helps you go in a new direction. And it inspires you to do different and new things. So right now the moon's in Pisces, today the 21st. It's going to be in Pisces until 434 tomorrow morning when it goes void with a lovely trine to the sun. And then it's going to enter Aries tomorrow morning at 6.02. It's going to be in Aries Monday, Tuesday. And it goes void at 10.48 a.m. on Wednesday. And is void all day until 5.42 p.m. when the moon goes into Taurus on the 24th. The moon goes void on the 24th with a, with a square to Mercury. So that is action around moving and getting stuff done. Uh, Mercury rules cars. So my assistant's having a road test uh, on that. And moon square Mercury, hopefully she gets her license. Remember, when the moon is squaring nice planets, we take action and we get stuff done. Um, but sometimes we can feel a little nervous about it, right, because of that square. So shout out to Rachel on her road test. And um, it goes into um, Taurus. So it's in Taurus, and, and then it's in uh, Taurus on the 25th. And then it's in Taurus on the 26th, and it goes void at 12.28 a.m. Uh, with the moon sextile Venus. Um, and so Taurus moon, the 25th and the 26th is really easy and fun. And then moon goes into Gemini at 2.29 a.m. on Saturday the 29th, 27th. And it's in Gemini the 27th, the 28th, going void at 11.25 on the 28th with a square to Neptune, 11.25 in the morning. And then it's void all uh, Sunday afternoon. And then at 7.31 a.m. on the 29th, the moon goes into Cancer uh, Monday the 29th with a closing aspect of a conjunction to Mercury. And then we have the new moon on the 30th. So this week's releasing, uh, Monday, Tuesday, a little crabby. Uh, Thursday, Friday, nice. Saturday, mixed. Um, not bad, but a little bit unclear. And then uh, Monday, good but a little bit um, passionate. Heavy weeks, heavy days this week are uh, Wednesday because there's a bunch of squares that day. The moon squares Saturn on Tuesday. It squares Pluto. It squares Venus. It squares Mercury. Mercury and Venus meet up, and the moon squares the sun. So Wednesday's the kind of, you know, moon in Aries. It's a little impatient, squaring all this stuff in Cancer and Capricorn. It's a little crabby. Rest of the week, not bad. So that's your that's your bad day this week, Wednesday. Uh, and remember, the moon's void, so nothing should come of it. But it's the precursor is Tuesday and Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday, rather, where people can be a little bit irritable. 
And so, they, you know, there might be something that goes down on Monday or Tuesday that you kind of go, oh. Now, I'm looking at the bad news on this. The moon is void on the 24th, and the Mueller testimony is supposed to take place then. So we'll see what happens. Um, but at any rate, this week we also have the sun going into Leo, starting the 30 days of summer, a high summer when the sun is hottest, although it'd be hard to beat <laughs> what's going on out there right now because um, it's pretty hot. And uh, we we enter the sun in Leo. It's the fixed sign of Leo, and we're in the positive energy of, oh, okay, let's work with that and get that up and running and moving forward in some new and exciting ways. We also this week have um, another nice little juicy thing, a couple other nice juicy things going on. So this week the sun moves between 28 Cancer and 7 Leo, and he has a number of, of aspects as he enters that early part of the sign. Um, early part of the sign of Leo. So he enters Leo on the 22nd, 10.50 at night, and he meets up with Mercury on the 21st. So he's combust Mercury. So he, he has his opinions about things today and the next couple of days. And then he's in a little bit of a what's called a sesquiquadrate with Jupiter. So he kind of inspires Jupiter. Um, they're in, both in fire signs. So again, watch out for fire, and of course that means hot. Um, and he also is sesquiquadrate Neptune on the 26th. So that means the sun is going to form a transiting finger of God this week. What fingers of God are to do in your life is they help you see things. And the Neptune-Jupiter square invites you to smite out of your life what you're seeing or to take action and get it done. The Hammer of Thor was really good at making stuff happen. That's one of the things he did great and then he was also really good at knocking stuff out of your life that's not supposed to be there. So either way, that's the beginning of the week with the sun wielding the hammer of Thor formed by Jupiter and Neptune square. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are dancing in the square three times this, this year, and they're saying to you, what's your new dream? Understand what your new dream is, work with it, see it clearly, understand what your old dream was, maybe give it a little kick out the door, let it go, let it go. Um, the sun is also square Uranus at the end of the week. Uranus is in Taurus. And on the 29th at 7.14 p.m., that's next Monday. But we're going to feel the energy building up, right? The sun in Leo, as it approaches that square to Uranus, it says, okay, I got rid of that. And I'm feeling better. I'm letting it go. I'm releasing it on some level. Mercury this week, still retrograde, went into Cancer last week. So it's now Mercury's now communicating in very emotional ways instead of very passionate ways, still telling the secrets, right? Mercury retrograde, that retrograde was in the eighth house. We're going to hear some secrets as he goes backwards. 27, 26, 24, 23, he's moving back. Going to be moving backwards till the, 11th of the, till the end of the month, uh, the 31st, and then he clears the shadow of the 11th. So you're going to be working in secret land. Also, Running into old people, like I said, I had uh, dinner with my cousin. We don't normally talk because we, we're at parties and we're like, hi, how are you? Cut the carrots, you know, kind of thing. Um, but with this energy, it's very forward motion. And the Mercury combust Venus this week on the 24th, that's generally a good news thing. That's kind of a positive forward motion. And then Mercury is also square uh, Eris, the goddess of discord. Um, and, you know, we're going to have seven squares of Eris to Pluto over the next year and a half, uh, which is, you know, what is the vision we have and how are we going to create the vision 
of our lives, you know, because Mercury and Eris and Pluto in a square um, really challenge us to step up. <clears throat> Any planets in a square challenge us to step up and take action. So that's part of the deal. Venus this week, a little quiet. The girl, our girlfriend's quiet up there. I um, mean, she goes into Leo, too. She goes into Leo on the 27th, and she will be in Leo um, until, hang on, look at my little calendar here. She'll be in Leo until August 21st. So Venus in Leo is fun, fun, fun. So she wants to have a good time. She does have an opposition to Pluto on the 21st uh, so today. So she's kind of opposite Pluto and saying, okay, this is what we're doing. And she also is square heiress this week. Uh, because uh, square heirs? No, is that possible? No, square. Yeah, she's in Cancer, right? Yeah, she is square heirs. Oh, okay. So that twenty third is really going to be crabby because Venus is square heirs. I missed that one when I was talking earlier. So she she opposes Pluto and she squares heirs. Now remember, heirs is um, uh, the principle of discontent in because of the existing structures. So Venus square heirs makes everybody a little hot and bothered. So I'm gonna. Amp up, I'm going to amp up Tuesday, make it Tuesday, Wednesday, or hot this week. Well, we knew Moon and Aries, Moon and Aries was going to be a little irritable because it's going to join Aries, uh, but it also is going, Venus, Mercury is going to square Aries, so there's a little conflict there. Wow, okay, well, I'm going to make, make that a little hotter day. And then Venus and the Moon meet up and have a little conversation on the 24th, now, remember, Mercury's retrograde, so he's going to come up to Venus again. So this is his second of three passes over her. And Venus now is in, in she's a little happier, right, because she's um, um, she, she and he are having this, this conversation about, like, how are we going to do stuff. So there's a very positive, um, or, I'm sorry, Mercury and Venus are having this conversation about cancer, but they're having it, like, right after Venus squares Eris. So she's going to be a little hopped up talking to Mercury about what she's not happy about. Um, and then she enters into the first half of the Hammer of Thor on the 27th. So there's a lot of smiting going on this week because Mercury does it, the sun does it first, and then Venus is going to do it next week. Okay, so the sun and Venus are both wielding that Hammer of Thor um, uh, as we go forward. And then um, Venus gets into... Leo, and she kind of kicks stuff up and says, oh, okay, this is how we're getting there, and uh, forward motion, and then she's trying series, very creative at the end of the week. So the beginning of the week, again, both the sun and Venus are clearing stuff out, and just honor when that happens, that the planets really encourage us to, you know, take a page and to step forward and to give ourselves permission. So as Venus wields the hammer on the 27th, and the sun wields the hammer all week, we're really rocking stuff out of our lives. Um, wow, I missed that one. You know, I always, always good to review these aspects by, I mean, I was looking at the week and going, ah, not too bad, but Eris is, Eris is not fun. Mars, trines Jupiter, uh, that's uh, once a year, an action, action going, and it's also in Leo on a world point. That's the 25th, that's Thursday, so there's a vision thing about how to get stuff done and how to take action. Very positive. Again, a lot of fire in the sky. Sun in Sun in Leo, Jupiter in Air, Jupiter in Sag, Sun in Air, Sun in Leo, Venus in Leo. A lot of Leo, right? So people are going to be 
I got to be me. I got to do my thing. This isn't working for me. I got to, and of course, we're in the release to the eclipse. So whatever the aha moment was, there's a forward motion, right? Uh, Mars and also in a hard aspect to Saturn, asking for some kind of adjustment. Now he's going to, of course, have that aspect to Pluto in a couple of next week, but he's in an adjusting energy to Saturn. So he's saying to you, on the 26th, you have to adjust how you do things, uh, how you take your action. And then he has an adjusting aspect to the nodes of fate um, over the weekend. So that's also kind of getting rid of stuff. Remember, Mars and Leo is very happy to kind of say, I'm done here. I got to go. And Jupiter parallels Pluto this week, also kind of linking up the two contra parallels Pluto because uh, he is now uh, t- chatting, you know, they're at a slightly or just at a slight distance over the energy. So they're kind of kicking and fighting with each other. So there's a lot of energy around discord. And um, honoring that discord is real important. Saturn, uh, not too busy this week. He's at 1615 a cap. Pluto, uh, Jupiter, of course, is at 15 of Sag. Um, Saturn is 1615 of cap. Moving backwards. Does have a trying to vest on the 23rd, inviting you to clean stuff out, but the rest of the week does have some health aspects towards the end of the week, but nothing nothing too bad, kind of more continuation. And um, Uranus is contra-parallel series, kind of pushing us in a, in a different space or a different vision of how to do stuff. And then Neptune this week at 18, Uranus is 631 this week, kind of moving along. Neptune is 18 Pisces, so watching what goes on with him. He also has an inconjunct to um, how we take strategic motion, and also he has an inconjunct to partnerships. So Neptune is forming a kind of quick little finger of God with um, with Pallas Athena in Libra and Juno in Leo, so they're the legs. So it's who you're partnering with. And Neptune says, you know, partner with your dream. We're, we've got a lot of energy here about releasing and letting go. And when people are really feeling a little overwhelmed, I'm like, well, you know, what's your dream that you want to partner with? What's the dream? And they're like, oh, that's an old dream. I'm like, well, it is, but you're not, you're not done dreaming yet. You're still on earth. And you are letting go of some of the older dreams. That's part of the deal here um, with this Saturn-Neptune, uh, or Saturn and Pluto hanging on the south node. But it also is recognizing that the letting go of those dreams is really important to your forward motion. Now, I do want to say just a couple things about this eclipse because a lot of people are really struggling with it, um, honoring uh, the struggle. And also honoring that because it's eclipses and because it involves the lights, we often find we're a little more energetically exhausted a little more tired, so taking time for yourself and figuring out self-care. Saturn and Pluto are asking you, what are the structures you don't really want anymore? Or what are the structures that are leaving your life? Or what are the structures that are revising and turning into something completely new? So they're going to be in a completely new space come January. And a lot of people are looking at those paces and kind of going, yeah, well, that'll change and this will shift and that'll change. So there's a lot of stuff that people are really noticing on a profound level. And it is a 36-year cycle that's, you know, really, we're really working with the retrograde of it, going back in 
to the parts that need to be cleaned out, back into the parts that need to be worked with um, on a deeper level to allow us to go forward. So it's not a forward motion time. It is a, it, I mean, you can certainly move and change and get a new house and all that stuff. That's all part of it. But it's about letting the, um, letting the emotions really, really kind of slip and change and, and move in new ways so that you're, you're free. Um, I was here, you know, I'm in, I'm in Cleveland. I'm going to be doing the lecture later today and then a lecture on the nodes of fate and your draconic chart on Monday um, at the Lake County Astrological Association here in Cleveland, New York. Um, but, uh, you know, when I was preparing the stuff for the draconic chart lecture, which is what your, what your, what your fate is, what your purpose is, why are you here? Um, I was kind of wondering or, you know, mulling on it, you know, because it's always, you know, I prepare these lectures and I go, okay, now how do I want to change it or what else do I want to add and how do I want to work with it? So the idea of it, you know, that we all have a purpose and we all have a point for being here. You know, sometimes it's a little hard with the run and tug and pull of daily life to understand your role in the world and kind of what you're doing. But if you think about the different people that you've met and the people that you've known, and part of, you know, with Mercury Retrograde, it is a time for your ghosts to come back and talk to you. It's a lot about allowing yourself to really listen to your soul and to listen to what's important in your life and to understand what you, what you don't want anymore, what's not part of your path, uh, and a letting go, a letting go, and a kindness in that letting go and a blessing it, you know, rather than being mad or angry, you know, Mars is in Cancer now. He's, re- or, sorry, Mercury is retrograded back into Cancer. So he's kind of like emotionally, you know, pulling this stuff up and looking at it and having a feeling and then he's saying, oh yeah, let that go. Pulling it up, man, having a feeling, let it go. You know, and just it can be weird stuff. You know, I was making some cherry cobbler um, the other day uh, you know, because I'm in that vegetable co-op thing where I get all these vegetables <laughs> and fruits too. But I have to figure out what to do with. So I made a cherry cobbler and I hand made one in a really long time. And my mother was big on cherry cobbler, right? And this week my cousin was in town and I had dinner with her and we were talking about my mom. Uh, And again, you know, I don't have a lot of opportunity to talk about her because she's been dead since 1983. And it's always really interesting to hear other people's versions of her. And earlier in the eclipse season, I talked to uh, my sister's best friend's older sister, uh, Lori, who's a Molly McCarthy, shout out to Molly and Ann, um, Molly McCarthy's older sister, who, you know, I didn't really know well. I mean, I knew of her, but she was going down to Florida to, you know, look for, look to buy, buy a condo. And she was talking about my mom. So I've had a lot of mom conversations this last couple of weeks. And, uh, and it's good, you know, it's kind of remembering my mother through the eyes of other people who knew her and loved her. And uh, so for me, it's been very sentimental. And of course, 82 was when she got diagnosed with cancer, and then she died in the spring of 83. So, you know, it's kind of bringing up all those memories and working with them on a deeper level, you know. So our job with these eclipses is not to be afraid of them, but to kind of lean into them a little bit and kind of say, so what are you, what are you, what are you talking to me about? What are you trying to bring up for me? 
because that is what they're doing. They're inviting us to look deeper. They're inviting us to remember. They're inviting us to come to consciousness about something and to kind of work with it in a, in a different way, you know. Um, so I wish you all a good Eclipse Week. And I wish you a week of releases that are gentle, not hard, and releases that are conscious uh, and um, comforting, perhaps. And sometimes it might be time for goodbye, you know, because that is eclipse energy too. When knows the fader at play, they're inviting us to change things, to work with things. Remember Tuesday and Wednesday, the hardest days this week too. Um, and, and honoring, you know, an honoring of where you are in your path, where you are in your life, where other people are in their paths and are in their lives. And recognizing it as a, uh, as a forward motion. It's all about forward. As Tony Kushner says, the world spins forward. So we're all spinning forward on this beautiful little globe. And we had the memory of John Glenn landing on the moon. Uh, not John Glenn, the other guy, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> so take a one small step towards your life. One small step forward. One small step in the direction of your dreams. And really, that's all you have to do this week, one small step. You might find you want to take two, and if you do, that's okay too. So Ann Ortley signing off from the beautiful living room of a wonderful woman here in, Patty, here in, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, it's very Italian. Um, <laughs> thank you, Patty, for letting me stay in your beautiful home. And off we go to the Cleveland Lectures. So have a great week, folks. I um, hope you all enjoy your eclipse energy and try and stay cool. Uh, it is pretty hot out there, even more fire in the sky this week. So a lot of fire. So water, fire, fire everywhere needs needs a swimming pool. And also be careful of those fiery candles. And, of course, it is eclipses, and there are some aspects. health aspects this week. So no fooling around. Go to the doctor. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.